Hi, it's uh, 7pm, I'm Pete Barron, and you're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, or you listen to the internet. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the last ever Freaky Trigger and a lot of pop. No longer will we, will we be serious about the silly, no longer will we be silly about the serious. Science has been dropped, but who the listener is going to pick it up? The internet may go insane, extropians may take over as we get close to singularity, but for one last show we celebrate all that is and was Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. And everyone is dancing, as per usual, um, in the studio. Fist in the air. I know, oh, get, get them going. Um, in the studio tonight, it's uh, busy. We've got lots of punters in here. We've got on the mic to my left, uh, Cast Miles, Steve Hewitt. Hi there. Uh, we've, we've, yeah, you are on. Yeah, okay. you're on. Um, we've got Elijah Sessions. Playing myself. Uh, he's not on so much. Um, uh, we've got Tom Ewing. Hello. Uh, we've got um, Tim Hopkins. Get stood on. Uh, we have got Meg Hewitt. Hello. And we have got Mark Sinker. Hello. Um, so, yeah, this is the last ever show. Um, levels are weird, as per usual, um, but we're doing the best we can. Um, and I've got loads and loads and loads of clips of the previous shows we've always had. Um, but as this is the last show, what? What's that mean? It just, it just means we've always already. <laughs> you know, and if you're going to leap in, you want to grab a mic or come near because people can't hear you. But don't come near mine because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yours is yours is quiet. I like, um, I like being in the distance. Check, check, testing. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Uh, Gary, anyway, Gary, can you bring it up? Late. It's, I could, I could try to trim. Yeah, do you want to? Do you want to talk? Okay, Gary, Steve. Hello. Gary, can you just? Uh, oh, that's Gary. better. That's, oh, better. that's, oh, that's better. better. Yeah. Thanks, okay, Gary. Tom, do you want to talk? Well, hello. Yeah, that, that, that one sounds yeah. fine to me. And mine is oh, yours. A bit that's fine. That's good. Okay. Anyway, apart from that, because one one thing we've always done in the last five years of Freak Trigger. Is um, is trying to bear to all our listeners the actual mechanics of the show. Wouldn't you say that's true? Not really. No, no. We, we well, we've done bits of that. We've done bits of that. I mean, what what, what In, does involuntarily? What does lollards mean to you, Steve? I well, mean, all these, these these last five years. What, what have they meant to you? Well, it's it's you know it's been changeable over the time period. We've we've you know I think we've developed in the way we've um, discussed uh, the various bits of nonsense we've had. That's true. We, Elijah, I mean, you, you presented the very first ever Lollas way back then in in 2003. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'll rem- I'll always remember it. Yeah. What was it about? What, what did we talk about on that show? I think we decided at the end that people should never, ever. I mean, always. I can't remember. Yeah, f- finish their sentences. <laughs> Tim, Tim you, you were on that show too, I believe. No, I wasn't. You're not? You weren't? No, that's not true. So you didn't talk about anything on that? It was another bloke. Okay. Uh, Tom, you weren't on that show. You believe, I, I believe around about that time you'd just uh, given birth or something. Uh, yes, um, Mpreg. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was what was discussed on the show, which is probably why it's been blocked. For, Quite. for, for those of you who are playing Lollard's Bingo tonight. As Mpreg <laughs> has been M-Preg. said, yes. <laughs> Meg, Meg, you must have listened to that first show. Is that was that before you knew us? No, it was after I knew you. Okay, but, but you still. Lollards to me means sitting in a pub and not knowing what anyone is talking about. Ah, Lollards Nights, I believe we call yes. that. And and Mark, you were on that first show as well. Indeed, you you are the you are the, the holder of the flame of Lollards. You actually know what a Lollard is. Uh, yes. 
uh, would you like to tell us? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, for those of you who want to hear some, uh, hear, hear a bit of the first five years of Lollards, I'm, I'm just going to play um, a little clip of what, what we had as, a, as an old showreel. And just, just listen to this. It's just gone midday on Sunday the 28th of January, and it's the beginning of Resonance FM 104.4's broadcast day. I'm delighted to say we're broadcasting live from Bagwell's Fish Stall, just off the Sidmouth Beach in East Devon. It's a little delightful area of Sidmouth called the Ham. We're coming to you live today from the Forbidden City, uh, right in the middle of Beijing. Coming live from Sirius in the constellation of Canis Major, that's just 8.6 light years away. What's ahead? Well, in your radio box, I have such delights. Today we reveal for the first time the American Defense Department's response to public enemies' black steel in the hour of chaos. We'll be listening to music by Nightmares on Wax, Morningwood and Captain Zep. First, though. But first, what's gone before? What has gone before? It's not about Ray Charles, but photographer Man Ray and asserting he was black, which he wasn't. But this was the 80s and all sorts of people were black back then. Shakespeare, Mariah Carey, Ireland, Californian Raisins. Children Surrender. Alex, can you talk us through what's going on in that song? Yes, Tom. Well, the, the reason I love that song is because it uh, kind of turns rock and roll perspective right round in on itself, in that rather than telling you to rebel against your parents, the song is saying, actually, they can offer you some really quite useful advice. <laughs> uh, so, so the, Given that it's about a teenager walking in on his parents shagging, what, what kind of advice were you thinking? Do not disturb on the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, you, as Tom, you say, the uh, turning point in the song uh, actually turns back in on itself and becomes a reflection on rock and roll itself, because mummy and daddy are rock and rolling, uh, literally on the couch, they're rolling numbers, and to the uh, great uh, dismay of the subject of the song they've got his kiss records out so this is music for for everyone and it's music that tells you the 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 wrong message too so so the what he thought was his own personal music the sudden universality of it or at least the parentality of it is a bit of a shocker yes that's right that's right and uh uh, if you like after this point rock and roll becomes something completely uh different this track changed rock and roll oh for him in the song <laughs> yes it's a, it's a change that's always uh, there he just has to change his perspective he has to surrender but not give himself away Did but this track still has time to change rock and roll well any track has time to change rock and roll well every track does change rock and roll and that's the nature of uh, how it works as an art form heavy oh boy oh boy oh boy no 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 no, no. it's bacon no it's bacon strips brand dog snack from Purina bacon strips dogs don't know it's not bacon it's bacon <laughs> That was incredible. Well, yeah, and it reminded me of a lot of actual people I know, which I think... <laughs> I do. <laughs> do dogs actually eat bacon? Oh. I, didn't. I said to my mum, well, did you eat anything funny when you were pregnant with me? And it turned out my mum would eat the dog's dry biscuits, Winnerlot biscuits. So, of course, <laughs> I thought this was the best thing ever. Dived into the packet of Winnerlot biscuits, and I seem to remember that they were quite nice. The way to think about a pantheon is to think about it it's a bit like a business or it's like the boardroom or the board of directors of a business the five main directors that we know most about were Osiris Isis Set Horus and uh, Nephthys Osiris and Isis were married Set and Nephthys were married they were all brothers and sisters was the other one gay? 
Is there a reason why certain cultures, I mean, went for pantheism, as, as, in, and as you say, this sort of company-like structure, rather than, you know, later when we get into monotheisms with your single, all-knowing, ever-loving God? Do they, uh, is there a reason for that, do you think? Uh, I think pantheons are a really important and useful thing. And So why don't we have them anymore? Well, we do have them, but we, we have them in much more everyday popular usage. Well, that a lot of our pop- popular culture, rock bands, um, superhero comics, just the way we think about films and TV is to do with um, putting together teams of collective creativity. The last thing that I have to do is announce the new number one on the illegal download charts. Japanese all-girl pop group called Mummy the Peep Show. The Jam's Eaten Rifles. Uh, in fact, it's by Mflo Loves Melody and Ryohei Yamamoto. Uh, it's called Miss You. This is Hip Hip by Hurrah. DJ Format with the hit song. Dragonette's Competition. This is Ray Charles. The fantastic plus 24 version of Male Stripper by Man to Man featuring Man Parish. Oh, happy days, happy days. Now, do, can no, we get, no, no, do we have, no, no. is Janine Garofalo on hand or something to talk about her reactions to the, <laughs> all those great moments? You know, I mean, uh, we, we were thinking, we are doing a where proper is, clip show yes. for the BBC. Where, you know. where is Stuart McKinney? Um, we are, yeah, we are, as I say, we are doing a clip show for the for BBC Three, I think it is. Or is it BBC Four, Mark? Can you remember? Three I or th- four? I, th- I think it's Not possibly going... Sorry. Yeah, it's, it, it's possibly going on more four plus three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to see it. I think it's on at two a.m. on Sunday morning. Yes, yes. So, but anyway, I mean that was that was all in the early years. Um, and recently, I mean, this series we've had lots of things that have come up and lots we've of been much more serious. Well, yeah, but we've had we've had fun too. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any fun. I don't know. Okay, well, and that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why why we're we're finishing this last show because when it stops being fun for us, we know it stops being fun for the it's listeners. Still fun for me. It's all right, Mark. There are things. There are some secret projects we may be getting onto later. When it starts later. being fun for Mark, we all know that it stops being fun for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Yes. Um, so anyway, um, but one of the things we did this year, and we, we were we were very very honoured to be able to do it. We we dipped into the uh, secret meetings of the Young Iungerberg group uh, focus group meeting about three or four weeks ago, and we had some stuff yeah, come can out. You, can you repeat the name of that group there, people? Uh, the Iungerberg group. <laughs> I almost said that right when I... When yeah, no, you, you, did, you did say it right. Um, so here's a little clip from that show, uh, just a little question that was asked, and uh, we may come back. We're first going to start with a, a little imaginative exercise. Um, I want you to imagine what Planet Bar would be like if there was a planet organised on the principles of a bar. Who might live there? What might the weather be like? Now, We're first going to start with oh, a, a little imaginative again? exercise. Uh, yeah, it does that. It loops out like that. And I'm not so good on the knobs. So anyway, yeah, Planet Bar, Tom. <coughs> yeah, a, a, a familiar voice there. Yeah. Um, coming out the ether from the Eingerberg group. Um, I think that the, the, the idea of the Planet Bar exercise was to to contrast that particular world with Planet Pub mm. um, and to um, to examine perhaps the, the different kind of cultural responses to the idea of barness and pubness. But you, you didn't invent, say, Planet Kebab Shop or Planet Night Bus. Well, I... Obviously, a solar system has many planets. Yeah. Some are habitable. Some mm. become habitable um, when humans make certain adaptations to their physiology. Yes. And I think Planet Kebab Shop and Planet Night Bus are among those. I mean, is any, any, anyone who wasn't on that show um, got anything they want to say about Planet Bar or Planet Pub or, or I, I, Planet Night Bus or Planet Kebab <laughs> Shop or Planet Bed or Planet Hangover? Or indeed Planet Chicken Shop. Well, I think we may be coming to Planet Chicken Shop later. That's a Sun Chicken Shop. Yes, yes, yes. It's the the, um, star around around which the rest um, 
rotate. Indeed, yeah. Um, but um, I, I think we kind of got Planet Bar pretty much on that, hit the nail on the head with it. That yeah. We, we, we don't like it much. No. No, we don't like well, it much. Can, can I ask you guys a question? I was not on that show. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was just wondering, how do the populations on Planet Pub reproduce? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the joy of alcohol. Uh, oh, I see. I see. The, I see. Yeah. So, so theoretically, uh, on Planet Bar, for instance, you wouldn't even need any alcohol. You just have tea the whole time. E- everyone on Planet Bar, it's been established, is extremely attractive. Right. Hence, right. they reproduce naturally. Yeah. Yes. yes. Whereas on, on it's Planet it's Bar, a, a more uh, chemical me- means are required to okay. speed the reduction. On Planet, Planet Bar, Bar, on Planet Bar, everyone's extremely attractive but repellent <laughs> from a personality point of view. But of course, so, we know. So, so why are there as many nooks and crannies on plan, uh, on uh, on Planet Bar so, to shield their re- 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 repellentness? Fewer meteor strikes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Indeed. Okay. No, I'll, I'll accept that. Yep. Does that make sense? You've set my mind at ease, Tom. <laughs> cool. Um, the one of the one of the things that came out of that was um, was an ideation session, Tom. Um, I, I, I'm just going to play a little clip of uh, you. Ex- uh, okay. Of you explaining of, of what, the representative of the Ingeberg group. Uh, yes. Well, yes. sorry, the representative of the Ingeberg group explaining what ideation is. So we're going to now move on to the innovation phase, where we're going to um, ideate. Uh, you know what? <laughs> which means create some ideas. Which, which when can we innovate? Well, well, innovation should be innovation. So, yeah, innovation should be innovation, Tom, but were any innovations innovations from what you understand? Um, I believe there's been a poll on a popular website, freakytrigger.co.uk. Freaky is that, that the same Freaky Trigger that's in the title of the show? Yes. Would that uh, be freakytrigger.co.uk? It would be. It, it closed this afternoon, and I can exclusively reveal that the top three uh, in third place um, among the many pub innovations. Uh, with the idea of retractable chairs under every pub table to alleviate the pub seating crisis. I, was, I never understood how they would get out, and wouldn't they get in the way of your actual chair? Or your knees? It's, that's probably going to go back for, for further concept development. Okay. <laughs> back on the practical blue step. For the it, it, was, yeah. it was very blue sky kind of session. Yeah. Um, second most popular idea was the idea of a board game based on the principles of risk, right. in which you had to win over sections of the pub for you and your friends. Which, so, which, so pub tables. Where's Kamchatka? <laughs> Kam- Kamchatka is that little seat in the corner by the toilets that you don't really want to sit at, but, you know, if it's the only one going... Yeah, then, and it's like gold. Yeah, little, yeah. little strategic value, perhaps. I think we, we may be talking about the, uh, the, the regular Lollard's pub, the Queen's Park there, which has that little, <laughs> that little seat perfectly. That's but, the uh, King's Park. Sorry, the King's oh. Park. The Queen's Park is a different one. And the number one innovation, which we're, we're the Eingerberg uh, group is going to recommend to the government be adopted forthwith, is forced transvesticism <laughs> in pubs to prevent <laughs> fighting. I, it just makes sense to me. I think if everyone is dressed as a woman... It, who would fight? Who would fight? They may not pull, or they may pull better. It's, it's worth pointing out perhaps the least popular innovation is the binovation. idea. <laughs> the binovation. The binovation. The binovation. Yeah, the binovation. Yeah. The binovation um, is... Uh, the idea of serving all drinks in halves rather than pints to yeah. prevent spilling. Uh, Are you effectively saying that the French house should close now? Yes. yes. <laughs> I think everyone would agree with that, yes. It's, it's woman's clothing or closure for the French. I, I just want to... <laughs> same, same as every year then, right? <laughs> I, I just want to point out the assumption that everyone in a pub is male if, if transvestitism no, no. equals dressing as a woman. 
just, just you know, you know what, you know yeah. what? He has got an awfully got good point. point. Sorry, sorry. Can we? Uh, we do. We do have a woman in the studio. Meg, would you like to comment on this? No. Okay. Good. That's. <laughs> That's, Meg, that's, would you terribly mind dressing as a woman to go into a pub? She is dressed as a woman. Yeah, I'm dressed as a woman, but I was just thinking if everyone is dressed as a woman or is a woman, then there'll be loads of cat fights going on. Mm. Yeah, but, but only in the toilet. <laughs> That's oh, yes, proved that, by that was, science. That was proof, yeah, yeah so bear in mind, in that show, in that show. The wine will be flowing, the dresses will be ripped, the hair, the wigs will come off. Well, no, just, just because people are dressed as women doesn't mean that they have to have a fruit-based drink. They, they, they could, just because they're dressed hop as a woman. Hop is a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I and do, I do remember fruit, in, yeah. in that show um, that we were teased about what goes on in ladies' toilets, about fights and so on, and, and nothing was ever said after that. Um, we had a very shy member on that week. Maybe, maybe Meg, I mean, have you ever seen a fight in the ladies' toilets in a, in a club or a, a bar or a pub? No, no, never. No. No. Never? Never. Oh, that's a pity. Oh, well. Never seen one. She's had <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> oh, okay. Blindfold. Lost a few. That's lost a few. how the rules work. <laughs> lost a few and had, and had memory loss due to it. Blindfold well, we with a giant told feather. It wasn't that there were many fights. It was the, it was the same fight. Whichever one you went into, the same fight. It's still going on. on. It's a sort of Michael Moorcock type thing. The, sort the, of eternal, <laughs> the eternal lady, lady toilet fight. battle. Quite possible. But anyway, after the pub um, is the chicken shop, as we mentioned earlier. And um, I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a show four, I believe. I don't know. I've got the list of all the shows here. I don't know if someone wants to check this one. Well. There was some discussion of chicken shops. So uh, I'm just going to play a little clip from uh, one of those shows. I don't like eating chicken shop chicken. Boo. What chicken do you like eating? Or don't you like eating any chicken? Well, I don't like eating chicken that has batter on it. What? It's a very loose definition of batter, the stuff you get in a fried chicken shop. <laughs> I don't like eating chicken shop chicken. Yes, as, as, as Kat said, she doesn't like eating chicken shop chicken. Twice. Right, and, uh, well, yeah, that's because it, it loops, and I should stop it doing that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was week seven. That was week seven, um, and that was uh, Kat Stevens and Sarah Clark talking there, or Sarah Clark in particular, being rampantly indignant at Kat not liking chicken chop chicken. Um... <laughs> I mean, there are people around here who occasionally, occasionally eat a bit of chicken. Um, that show did go into quite, quite good detail about chicken chops. Has anything new come to light since then? Well, Pete, it's funny you should mention that. Um, in, if it in, was in, funny, in, people would be laughing. Yes. In even today's Guardian, um, in the GT section, there is a big um, two-page um, discussion um, about the joys of um, what I think we all are happy to describe as dirty chicken. <laughs> Um, and it's it's an interesting article about um, a new brand called Texas Chicken, known in the states as Churches. Yeah, it, Churches. Yeah. Churches. Um, over here, they're going to call themselves Texas Chicken, possibly in order not to confuse themselves with church. churches. A church, yeah. <laughs> well, all all it, it seems like the rule here uh, in Britain for any chicken shop is that they they have to be named after a southern state. Any southern state. Oh, indeed, do. any well, state. Any state, because of course I I've, I'm aware of New Jersey fried chicken, which is in no way a southern state. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, I mean, it is... just gets ridiculous. You might as well talk about like you know Nebraska fried chicken. I mean, you, 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 well, we you, sorry, I just want to. Are they ask... not allowed to fry chicken in Nebraska? Then is it against the rules? They just don't. <laughs> is, is that that's true? Why, that's why. That's why. That's why everyone makes fun of New Jersey. 
Because yeah. they don't fry chicken in Nebraska. <laughs> it's bizarre. Anyway, back to Texas Fried Chicken, Steve. Uh, sorry, yes. Um, th- so they are um, looking to hit quite hard. They're, they're basically saying that there's there's no second place currently in the in the UK fried chicken market. <laughs> so they're after second place. That's well, what I call an American... Don't get them at you. It's, it's KFC or... They're winners. They're, well, they're KFC are on number one at the moment. Yeah, but surely, yeah. if you were starting a new grand, you want to you want to have you want to be number one. You, well, be, I think you, th- you can't move up from third to first without moving from third to second in a race. No, but you shouldn't be aiming at second. Well, I don't think they're. Well, no, no. They're, well, what they're saying is. <laughs> There is no second. There, there is no second. Effectively, at the moment, there are seventeen hundred chicken, chicken cottage. cottage Dixie. Come on, there, there are, must se- be a there are Morley's. <laughs> yeah, come there on. are seventeen hundred. Only in South London, though. Morley's. Easy, easy. Sorry. There are seventeen hundred <laughs> chicken shops in the UK. It says here, although I think there might be that many on um, Seven Sisters Road. Quite, which we'll come back to in a moment. <laughs> if, um, but not many moments. There are about a thousand of them that are um, uh, that are described here as individual chicken shops. Which implies there's about 700 KFCs, which sounds Not individual like... pieces, though. Two pieces. <laughs> Two pieces. <laughs> Two pieces. <laughs> Chips. Yeah. One yeah. pound, 50p? 50, 50 pence. pence. 50 pence. 50 pence, yeah. Uh, um, but the, the important thing here is, is not so much um, um, churches moving into the UK. It's um, what my own personal um, MP... Um, David, 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 David Lammy. This will be David David Lammy. David Lammy, um, uh, Minister for Skills. Minister for, Minister for Skills, also uh, a alumnus of... Ex-boyfriend is uni- June Sarpong. Ex-boyfriend of June Sarpong. She's uh, made of lip gloss. She's made of lip gloss. <laughs> uh, alumnus of where I work, SOAS. Um, and, and also ex-worker in a KFC, I believe. That's what it says here. Um, and he has linked chicken joints, which is the the way the Guardian no, chooses. Chicken joints are the bits between the legs. I know, that's what I was thinking. Chicken <laughs> Chinese delicacy. Chicken places. With the poverty of ambition in our inner cities that do not allow our black neighbourhoods to prosper, he says here. See, I would link, I would link the lack of a decent government uh, policy from the Minister of Skills with a lack of ambition well, in you'd those think, areas. But, but he says, uh, I walked down Seven Sisters Road... I don't see dozens of distinctive restaurants or boutiques showcasing the best our community has to offer. Instead, I see an endless stream of burger bars and fried chicken shops flogging cheap calories to the school kids and office workers. I would like to ask the minister what you can buy in an expensive boutique for £1.50. Well, we've already had this discussion. (laughs) I'd also look, <laughs> yeah. I, and nothing. I'd, I'd, yeah. also, I'd, I'd also just quickly uh, like, like to mention that I think one of the reasons there's so many chicken shops is because fried chicken is good. Oh, isn't it good? And, oh, it, it's, and so it's so good that even even crappy chicken shops like New Jersey Fried Chicken are so good, man. <laughs> and people get people just love it. People just love it. We love it. And, and bear in mind, even now, KFC, which is horrible fried chicken, yeah. when you get right down to lousy, it, lousy is stuff. Great. Now, bear it's like my, the opposite of films. You like well, you know when they're really good even then they're kind of bad yeah bear, bear, bear in mind now that um they the person who's interested the person who's actually talking about this subject the person who was talking about this subject on freaky trigger um said she didn't like fried chicken right how wrong was she i'll show you how wrong she was oh, you're saying she was wrong yeah she was to wrong for not she didn't like fried chicken yeah you say she does like fried chicken well no she was wrong to say to not like fried chicken i don't like fried chicken well you're wrong Anyway, and this you is like films. Here is yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. He hates us. Anyway, here is how wrong you are. Here is something else she said that same night. Get up, get up, get up. What chicken do you like eating, or don't you like eating? Sorry, this is what she said. Um, and there's something that every chicken shop has to do, and that is sell two pieces of chicken and chips for one ninety nine. It's <laughs> got to be one ninety nine. It can't be any other price, and it's got to be two pieces and chips. What yeah, about wings? It. 
Um, wings are uh, 99p extra on top of that. And hot sauce? Hot sauce? What about you? Know, you know, what nonsense is this? I hot love sauce how she good. I like sauce. hot sauce. She hot likes sauce. she likes hot sauce. I mean, uh, it's, like, it's like Singapore. <laughs> I mean, what's what's interesting here is that the the um, our friends at um, uh, our soon to be friends at Texas Fried Chicken. That's Texas Fried Chicken. I'm hoping to get a big yeah. yeah. Um, they they basically they they've got two different versions um, in their their currently five. Uh, now this shops. is Winnovation. This is Winnovation. They do a kind of standard fried chicken and a spicy fried chicken. Oh. And the spicy fried chicken is outselling it kind of five to one. So although that's not hot sauce per se, there is a kind of feeling that the spiciness of the um, chicken is a good thing. Well, do you guys, do you guys have wings like shops that are dedicated to, to hot hot wings, hot wings, buffalo uh, wings? Uh, the uh, market uh, hasn't quite diversified. To no, that no. I mean, you got you got your, your blue cheese dip and uh, some sticks of celery, and then a bunch of bunch of spicy uh, chicken wings. Sticks not in celery. the same way. Though. I mean, I, only nah. only in the. <laughs> The, the only place I've seen that is in the Hooters in Nottingham. <laughs> Why am I even telling this story? The whole point of the show was to get Steve. We're very to, glad uh, you did. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, Steve's life in Hooters all oh comes dear. up. Anyway, we're we going to stag day. The funny thing was, he hasn't seen him in any of the other Hooters that he's been <laughs> <laughs> Not even the one that Ali's sister works in. Anyway, um. The show, uh, as, it, as it's gone, uh, often, as you see, we, we talk a lot, and sometimes things get bumped off the show. And we, we may come back and talk about things that get bumped off the show. But last week, for instance, uh, a great song got bumped off the show uh, by Trina, featuring Fabulous. Fabul- Fabulous. Fabulous. He's Welsh. Fabulous. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play it now, and when we come out, I'm going to ask Mark about why, why this song is so important to him.
So that's um, what's that, Mark? Uh, fabulous featuring Taffy. Fabulous featuring Trina. No, Trina featuring Fabulous. Featuring fabulous yeah. uh, how we do? I, how, is there any is there any rule about who features what and all that stuff? Whose album it's on? Ah, uh, simple as that. Mark. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, so you wanted to play that last week? Uh, yes, because um, it's uh, for me the obvious connection here is that uh, Ghetto FAB it means the same thing as chivalry. And uh, we actually very nearly veered off to it, off into it. When you say by ghetto FAB, you mean ghetto f- f- fabulous, fabulous. These ideas are very closely related because what you have is this this uh, <laughs> context that you have young men wandering around the landscape, essentially doing battle with one another. So, as it were. Sir Nass and Sir Jay-Z arrive in a clearing together and jabs for the, for the favours of a maiden like Lil' Kim or for um, some idea about keeping it real which is obviously the thing that King Arthur set up the round table for and uh, this is something I wanted to actually write something quite serious about for quite a long time which is that I think that Mort D'Arthur and the hip-hop landscape are about a concept of honour in a context where nobody knows what the rules are because it's either it's the middle of a, an endless civil war in uh, Middle Ages Britain or it's the post-apocalypse, urban blitz, blah, blah, fill in the, the right science fiction description. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you have to... Could you, could you say the same thing for um, talking of other FABs that exist in our culture? Maybe Thunderbirds were things... Well, that, well were, there was were, a little bit of... I think technologies between, uh, there was know, a, made all bets be off, and you know, it's about how you, how you manage a world where you're being overrun by the hood and people from space and that. I, I think there was a little bit of um, interaction between the brothers over, over Tintin. I think that's almost certain. I have a question: did, did the knight, did the knights in the, the Morta Arthur, did they have a no snitching policy? There was a there stop was, snitching policy. <laughs> there were there were there were they were more or less loyal to the concept of the of the table, and, and there were definitely people who were in a bit of an ambiguous kind of grey zone as to what they actually wanted to do with their so-called chivalry. But there because was beef as well, right? I mean, there was there beef was within, you know, the Nas JC style. Yeah, there beef. was there was a lot of beef, and there was there, there was a kind of sort of um, south coast, west coast of Ireland <laughs> <laughs> feud. Yes. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's basically what you wanted to say last week about this. Uh, yes, it's great. <laughs> And if only there'd been time last week to talk about it, last week's show would have been even better than it was. Though last week's show was awesome, as have all the shows this season. Apart from that one show. Which, which one was the just, one you didn't just, like? You know, that one I didn't like. Was the one last week? No, no, that other one. What, which other one? The other one, the you one t- that I didn't like. Would you want to run through quickly, Eli, the show, so, we, so Tim can point out which one it was? He doesn't well, like yeah. it. I can't it's remember pro- which one it was, I just remember not liking it. I mean, it's probably week six, which is yeah. described here uh, as in the official podcast uh, XML information as, I haven't listened to it all yet, so I still don't know what happened in it either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could have been that podcast. one, that sounds rubbish. Who, who was on that one, does it say? 
Um, it says I haven't listened to it all yet, <laughs> so I still don't. Show six was probably not that good then. There was, uh, you know, it went on. There was, there's the, the week seven. There was the dirty chicken. Week eight, there was uh, campaign themes. We got, got with Obama girl. I got a crush on Obama. Oh, that was good. Week yeah. nine, uh, Car Smile Steve was the host. Um, oh, that one was rubbish. And, oh, no, I like uh, that one. It's and. Good. Uh, and you know a bunch of kind of British American, you know, uh, Yimri Hammer. You know, yeah, yeah. your American series has been going on forever. And uh, you know, monster movies. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. I mean, I could I could tell I mean, you. Is you there any, is there anything that happened in the series that you would you really want to talk about that um, that you, you feel you didn't you didn't get your you didn't tell everything you didn't say everything you wanted well, to say? Pretty, pretty much every single thing I said. I didn't I didn't get nearly enough time to expand less upon my points. It's, it's all right. We, we 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 did have this thing about the the resonance studio that if you bang the desk, it makes this noise. A, you can't really hear it on it the radio. It stops time. That's what happened before. And B, not, not, it will just sound like it's coil. Not all the frightening sounds we're hearing, I think. No, that's true, Tom, because we are, we are listening to in the background um, a bit of House of Destroy Angels by Coil. Um, and Tom, you, you, you want to make an apology to Coil, I believe. Yes, sorry, Coil. Uh, <laughs> one of you's dead. So you, <laughs> well, you that's one thing. Me, Is that your one. fault? <laughs> no. No. Um, no. The, the police the... are turning up as we speak. <laughs> I believe like show two all over again. Everyone else is turning off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's coil for you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm no, sorry, no, coil. Coil good. I'm sorry. No, um, no. The during during the, the one of the shows uh, we played coil. Um, it was a show about scariness. It sorry, was, coil. And, <laughs> and what sorry, we learned audience. is that whether or not coil is scary, um, the atmosphere of the Lola show is perhaps not conducive to fully understanding scariness because it's quite a, a cosy atmosphere full of camaraderie and True. not one in which the accumulation of male sexual energy that Coyle so spookily depict um, could could really sort of come across. <laughs> I'm not sure that I agree with that. <laughs> I, I don't either. I, I, think, I think, actually, if any show could understand the accumulation of male potent energy... Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, okay, I, I I stand corrected. Yeah, sorry, mate. Okay, I've, I've also I've also got an apology that I'm going to make on yeah. behalf of I believe uh, uh, Rick uh, Tunnicliffe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, an apology to the cartographer uh, Peters. I believe his first name is Arno. Is that right? Is Arno Peters. Arno yeah. Peters, who famously uh, created what's known as the Peters projection of the world, which has uh, been you know long been recognized as. Uh, showing the relative uh, areas of the land masses on planet Earth um, accurately. Uh, and the Rick kind of insinuated that Peters just kind of cribbed the whole idea from somebody else. I think he said he was a plagiarist and a liar. Yeah, and... Um, did, he, did he say that, in fact, it was a map of Planet Bar? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, we know that Planet Pub's got an island, so... Well, it, it does look a little sort of drippier than, than Planet Earth, so I don't know. Uh, from what you guys think of bars, that, that might be appropriate. But um, I think that we owe Mr. Peters uh, an apology. Because yeah, sorry, dude. Re- yeah. regardless of, of what the whys and the wherefores, he, he clearly pushed it through and, uh, and and got people to pay attention. And for that, I take my hat off to you, Arno Peters. That, Hooray for Arno Peters! That one strongly worded letter we got from the Arno Peters Appreciation Society. <laughs> yeah. What? Enough, enough respect. <laughs> yeah. Arno Peters. Always, always with the Arno Peters. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, Rick and was, was uh, a great guest. 
uh, as with all the people who've been on the show this year. We don't have a, a list of them. Do we? we do, but we're going to do a roll call at the end, okay. I think. We'll do a proper cro- uh, a proper you've been listening to. Something to wait for. But um, I, I, was, I was saying with, with Tom... Th- all two of you out there. Tom, you're not, you're not the only person to uh, perhaps diss a band or, or, or a style of music. I have a, I have a clip here from one of our guests, uh, Dave Queen, uh, Dave Q, as we like to call him, um, talking a little bit about Boogie. Um, and uh, bear in mind that Dave speaks quite slowly. Tell us a little bit about these bass lines. When, when the Andrew sisters say, say, beat me daddy eight to the bar, what are they talking about? They're talking about the general sadomasochistic content that's in this music. You, you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> There's a lot of notes in this, and it causes repetitive strain injury in the player. <laughs> well, some of these guys love to play fast. They do, and the faster they play, the more likely they are to suffer life-threatening paralysis later from this deranged pastime. So yeah, that was a, that was that was Dave Q. Um, you presented that show, Eli. Um, and, sorry, yes. Mag- Magnus yes, has just turned up, and uh, we're, all, we're all playing uh, some kind of dance in here. Oh, someone's turned the lights off again. In the dark, oh. Just like Bruce Springsteen. It's been amazing. Uh, one, one, one thing. One, one thing that it's, for all of you at home, just the male sexual. For all of you at home, what, what just happened was someone went off to the loo, and here are the resonant studios. There are two light switches right next to each other. One of them controls the light switch for the loo, and one of them controls the light all switch the for the studio. All the male sexuality in the room. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. it's really. Easy to make a mistake, and uh, it's surprising that it hasn't happened before. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Dave Q. Sorry, yeah. What, what, you, you, what present, you presented that show, and um, and Dave, Dave has, has, has a particular delivery style, which can only be said to be Stephen Wright esque, laconic. Almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's he was but, a great guest. But he knows his stuff. He really does. And we've had we've had some great guests this, this year. Um, we've had uh, Al, uh, Tom's brother Al. Um, we've had a. Uh, Doctor Doctor Vic, yeah, well, Al twice actually. He's kind of almost a regular. Um, Al, when on, when Al was on, um, he did a story, uh, the story of Timbu Bar, which is a is that a Jack Kirby comic or a Dick Ditko comic? Uh, Ditko, Ditko comic. Um, I I have a clip of him telling the whole thing. Now the question is, would we like him to? Would you like to hear the whole thing again, or would you rather just hear him say the word Timbu Bar over and over again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Timbu Bar. Hold, hold your hats, ladies oh, and gentlemen. <laughs> Because we're about to hear the short version of Al telling Tim Bar. 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 Yeah, he looks like sort of orange frog in a hat. Bravo! I think I, I think I think anyone would agree that that story now is as scary as that sco- as, as scary can be. Um, one thing we talked about there, and actually one of our other guests um, who, who's on this series, Doctor Vic, um, asked wanted to ask this question for this for tonight was basically um, how good or how easy it is to talk about art, particularly visual art, on the radio. During the show with Al, um, we were talking about a comic, and we did ask Al the question, "Can you describe it?" and he wasn't bad at describing it, but it's hard. Um, does nah, anyone it's here... a piece of piss. Yeah, well, no. okay. How, how would you do it? How would oh, you... You'd say what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> then you talk about what you think about it. Oh, there is, there is a more into high five game. Yeah, no, I, I, to, be, to be fair, I, I kind of planned like uh, ten minutes for that discussion, <laughs> but but let's be fair, we don't really need much more than that, do we? I mean, it's it's all there. There's there's there's. I've seen t- Tom do uh, something twice, actually, while he was in the studio, which is this magnificent mime. 
I, I, I think this is something we've all done quite a bit of, uh, without wishing to go a little bit, not that mime. Without that, yes. I, <laughs> I think somebody, somebody, mime. somebody must have a house it's by now. It's not an elephant, it's a triffid. <laughs> Sorry, triffid uh, mime. But I, I, I think it's something that we've all done without wanting to get too meta about the whole thing, which is a bit late. Um, that, that we do all... Uh, um, gesticulate wildly whilst in the studio. I mean, I, I know it's something that I've I've done myself, but it's but often a, it's often a knobs thing. It, well, it's partially, a, but no, but no, I, I find myself like making hand signals. Look, I'm doing it now. I think possibly, possibly my, my favorite moment of trying to describe something visually uh, was when uh, again on that that Ricky that show that Ricky was on when he brought in all these maps. There was one map that looked. Exactly, or no, there was a diagram that looked exactly like a giant phallus, and no one in the studio would say it. So he's holding it up and saying, You can see this sort of represent <laughs> it took about 20 seconds for people to catch their breath. And I had to, I had to insist that someone actually finally describe the shape of this thing. And even then, I think, I think it didn't we were lost in wonder. <laughs> it, was all that, it was all that male energy, isn't about it? Was, it was, it was. You've got, you got to bear in mind as well, we're on between seven and eight, and uh, on television there is inappropriate programs like EastEnders. So often exactly. a, lot of our, a lot of our listeners are probably under ten, and so for, it's, quite actually, it's quite difficult to explain the phallus to an under ten-year-old. They have them too. Yeah, but they, Some look, of them. they look a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just like right, they're, they're swearing on Radio 4 all day. So yeah, well, talking yeah. about fallacies is not swearing. No, no. no it, indeed, it, indeed, it's something that we do all day, every day. Um, I mean, there's been a certain amount of, 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 you know, we've described some adult situations on this series, certainly. Pub going, yes. Pub going, yes. Chicken shop going. Chicken shop while going. While drunk. Yeah, while drunk, uh, yeah, because, yeah. Surviving a famine. That's true, by yes. means of Onanism. male sexual energy. Yes, that's right, yeah. Hip-hop malt darth. <laughs> Hip hop more tough. Well done, Mark. You brought us almost somewhere safe and sensible, and at the same time, showing that that's an adult situation, and it's true. It is true. Um, but of course, yes, we we have we have overstepped the mark occasionally. We have maybe said things which are too rude for some of our listeners. Sorry, Coil. Uh, yeah, which which would be, let's be fair, uh, children and Magnus's family. So um, I'm, I'm now going to revisit. Hello, I'm now going to revisit a favourite moment of pretty much everyone on the show. I think. Uh, where Magnus said something perhaps he feels he shouldn't have done. One of the things that mighty muscular barbarian warriors do is they have loads and loads of nookie. And <laughs> Surely that gets in the way of slaying orcs and the well, like. That's what they do afterwards. They come home and it's like, you know, you've, you've won the Honey, I've killed or, an orc. Or, or carried off an orc maiden. Well, probably not an orc maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an orc maiden. 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 Orc mai
thing about radio, I mean, the, the, you're on radio and you feel that there's certain rules that you shouldn't break. But we've got those rules from Radio 4, I guess. Yes. I don't, well, yeah, I think that's fair enough, although... Or Radio 1 about saying we're not... You know, the BBC idea, we're not allowed to say that Texas chicken is probably a better chicken than any other chicken that we could have. Well, we've yet to try Texas chicken, so... I think it's already a given. You know, I think we, we, Sorry. I think we know that, you know. It's, <laughs> Didn't just almost burp down the mic, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, but I, 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 obviously, <laughs> I think that the, the Texas chicken is a, is a great product, and I'm sure that we'll enjoy it when we get to try it. I think, I think over the last five years, you know, we have pushed back the boundaries of radio in we, ways... We've certainly attempted to. Right back. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're back to the 30s at least now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Does no, that I mean, mean we get to do World of the World? <laughs> I, I do, we do actually have about 10 minutes in which we can do our entire uh, Freaky Trick and the Lollipop version of War of the Worlds. Well, given, given the 15 minutes that, um, or half an hour that we gave up for, <laughs> for the version of War of the Worlds. That, that yeah, man, Resonance owes us money. No, 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 oh, yeah, no, no. Only, only bit of airtime. Air <laughs> I mean, when we, you know, when we go on, I mean, we'll, be, we'll be looking back and laughing at that episode because it was quite funny. It, uh, was, it was a good episode. It was just a shame that the music ended up all at the end. Can, can anyone remember what happens in War of the Worlds? Um, the germs. The, yeah, germ, the, yes. <laughs> the end. Oh, no spoilers. <laughs> germs, the end. One, the chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one. Yeah. But um, then they turn up in Woking. Then right. they then they roll the million sided dice and it comes <laughs> up with a one. Yeah. And then lots of things come and destroy Woking and then there's germs. The end. My, I think my, my favorite part of the War of the Worlds was actually just before it all begins. Uh, we're listening to I think he's I can't remember the guy's name. It's something like Guy Lombardo's light music from uh, the so and so ballroom in New York City or so, which keeps getting interrupted by these. Radio- I always kind of wanted to be hanging out in that ballroom listening to <laughs> the guy, music. Guy right? Lombardo's. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially as if you're in New York, it'd be quite far away from Woking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and being quite far away from Woking is just a pure good. Right? Well, yes, yes. <laughs> Although, uh, to be fair, the, the, the other week they did do it from um, the, the, the crypt of Middlesbrough Town Hall, I think the music was coming from, when they were doing War of the Worlds in Middlesbrough, which is almost as far away from Woking. And as New York? Relatively. If you relatively had a giant work. pair of compasses and you put okay, the big, giant, away. speary bit in Woking, Hooray! everyone would cheer, indeed, yes. <laughs> you don't need to do anything more of that. No, it's right. just that's, that's what you're but doing. But whether one would rather be in Woking or Middlesbrough, it's, you know, it's a... It's a Tough call. Woking. From, from the Martian point of view, Woking's probably quite well defended now. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Middlesbrough is fizzing with germs. It was a good shot. And, and, and we, we got to say that the whole Middlesbrough experiment the residents did was, was awesome and, and well done to them. I mean, indeed, it's been great to be on, on Residents because all the other shows that have been on around us, uh, the 2020 Sound System, uh, calling all pensioners. Ah, oh, remember when uh, calling all calling pensioners were on now for us? It's like Rockford. We said, and we loved Rockford. We loved Rockford. Ruth Hello, Barnes Rockford. with the uh, the other woman. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth Barnes. Can we just actually? There's another apology. Yeah. We are very very sorry for the occasion <laughs> where oh, yeah. before you were on live in the studio, we played. I got hose in different area codes. <laughs> that was my fault. It was, it was not intentional. I mean, it's, it, it is a good song, but we didn't mean to sort of no. do down the the really good intentions of your uh, all lady playlist. And she is way cool. So and yeah. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah. Ruth is Ruth is awesome. He's cooler than us, let's face it. Yeah, um, and Clear Spot, of course, often on after us, often full of uh, uh, of some of the finest uh, broadcasters of our generation. Starting the, off the Rocket Eighty Eight, Do Up and Rock and Roll show, oh, yeah. Do Up and Rockabilly. They, 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 let's not forget tight pudding. <laughs> Ew! Somebody must have a house now. So yeah, text no. in if you've got a house on your um, 
uh, Freaky Trigger and the Lards of Pop bingo cards. We still, I think I there are still a few Nobody is going to have a full house. No, no. There is we... one particular word. <gasps> Tim's, oh, Tim's in the corner there, looking, looking pretty pleased pretty with himself. Smug. Yeah. Pretty smug with himself. What word wool is he... related? It's wool related. That's all I'll say. Wool related. I'm afraid that I'm not quite sure what he's talking anyway, about. Anyway, let's move on. I'll tell you later. Okay. okay. Well, because later... It, is it Timbu Bar? <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can play the Timbu Bars again if you want, but no. The, um, uh, one thing that happens, and one thing that you don't get to hear on Resonance, but um, you know, there, there are ways of hearing it, <laughs> is that after the show, uh, the usual week-long, hour-long show, we have a show that we do directly afterwards called Lollard Nights, uh, which you can hear uh, in the Queen's Arms, um, King's Arms, King's Arms Head, whatever. <laughs> I'm not telling you where it is because it's like a secret performance show. It's um, like the Lollards Nights at the Hip Hop Round Table, right? It, no, no, it's more kind of like Baywatch Nights. Yeah. It has uh, it has a fraction of the audience, <laughs> <laughs> but a multiple, sort of but a multiple of the quality. <laughs> Yeah, no, it has a, it has a fraction of the audience, but multiples of quality. There's like an awesome, awesome discussion that goes on in the, in the place over the road, and, and we all enjoy it a lot. And uh, you you can't do that unless you can get to the King's Head now. Yes, yeah, um, but don't we, go to the King's Head because no, we'll be in the King's, King's Arms. arms. <laughs> <laughs> um, it appears that the, the Miss Miss um, Miss um, Atomic Brain Sarah Clark uh, of this parish yeah. um, is claim, claiming a house on on Nittler. Um, oh, there we go. Oh, yes. <laughs> So I think that... Oh, hello. Wait a minute. We're all buzzing on the mic. It's spelled K-N-I-T-L-E-R, by the way. Um, if are we basically just humor using... Fans. Are we just using this show because we're too cute to text anybody? Is that what's going on? Pretty much, yeah. And, and <laughs> That's what all radio's for. Uh, Miss Clark has noticed that this show has had too much phallus dangle in it. Yes. Um, also, um, given that we're reading out text messages, um, good Good evening, everybody. It's too. just like being on Radio it is, 1, it is, isn't it? It's just like pop radio. Hello, like, Spoonie. Oh, yes. Um, apparently... Apparently there's a big house party going on somewhere tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's took the king's arms. Um, uh, a certain Miss Katie Grocock, also of this parish, um, was very happy to hear the North Maiden thing. I'll not use her exact words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, we would just want to give a big shout out to Reg and Walking. Thanks for that text message. Yeah, appreciate it, buddy. In, yeah, woking underneath the giant compass point. Um, um, big been, shout out to Jeff. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Jeff, who, our listener, um, one of our many. One of um, our many listeners, and uh, a big shout-out to, to Jeff. If Pirate Moggy, if this is your first show listening to Love Arts, <laughs> <laughs> we're very sorry. It's not always like this. Uh, no, it is. Um, okay, well, we're, we're winding down now. I mean, we've, we've, we've had a great five years. Um, we've had joy. We've had, we've had pain. We've had laughter. And we've had a lot of great guests. And I'm, I'm going to have a, a little roll call here of all the people, and I'd like everyone in the studio to just give us a, a single adjective to name to, about that person as we go down. <laughs> and, and dangerous, people. Uh, I know, it's so dangerous. <laughs> okay, well, let's start with Tom Ewing. Beard. Al Ewing. More beard. Sarah Clark. Beard. Sorry. <laughs> Can Tom I think, just do all of them? <laughs> if beard is all of them, no. Well, Tom can do all of them, no. I think everyone else can join in. Sarah Clark. Um, lovely. Yeah, lovely. Uh, Alex Campbell. Sorry. Uh, wise. Wise, okay. Dave Queen. Lovely. Um, stoned. <laughs> Mark Sinker. Lovely. <laughs> Tim Hopkins. Totally. Booba. Jazzy. Jazzy. Jazzy Tim That's Hopkins. It. Katie, Katie, yeah. <laughs> Katie Grocott. Lovely. Herbal. 
Uh, Elisha Sessions. American so pop. Lovely. <laughs> Americans, well, okay, yeah, it does, I guess. Um, it's the equivalent of lovely. Right? Uh, Alex Thompson. Um, Professor. Derridean. <laughs> wait, what? Sorry, Tom, what was that? Derridean. Derridean. Uh, Alan Trawarfer. Um, young at Heart. Cat <laughs> Stevens. Uh, zany. <laughs> that, <laughs> apologise <laughs> now <laughs> for usage of the word zany. Sorry, Kyle. Wacky zany cast uh, Rob Brennan. Um, Lovely. Beard. Cast Miles Steve Hewitt. Beard. 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 <laughs> it's stubble, it's stubble at best. Meg Hewitt. Long suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Sunnycliffe. Uh, beer. Duh. Uh, Anna Spencer. Um, Lovely. Um, Dr. Vic. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you if you want to pronounce her entire name, because I can never do the surname. Yeah. Tarika. Tarika. Uh Magnus Anderson. Nork Maiden. <laughs> do you want to hear that again? <laughs> have we got time? We have got time. Okay. <laughs> what, the whole list? We haven't, we haven't done Pete. We haven't done Pete. Oh, yeah, sorry, that's not the whole list yet. I haven't finished yet. Uh, sis, uh, uh, Cicely Noel Smith. Totally uh, lovely. Yeah, Japanese. She's uh, not, but she knows a lot about it. Uh, Emma Hamilton. Also lovely. Raw London Edge. Uh, is there anyone else I've missed out before we get to uh, Nora and All at Resonance? Lovely. Yeah. Rocking, dudes. Long been, suffering. Yeah. <laughs> Long suffering is good. It has been a great five years. Um, and uh, before we go, um, we've got some great news for all our listeners. Um, We're not on the, sh- on the air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Unfortunately, that's it's not like, quite the case. Um, Mark, would you like, like to... It's giving you an hour every week of your life. <laughs> I know. No, you read it. Okay, okay. Uh, um, starting next week, you'll be, gra- be really, really, really pleased to hear um, there's a new series on Resonance FM 104.4. Okay, next week. Starting Tuesday, the 1st of April. That's April Fool's Day. Which was when our last show was last season, in fact. Um, a Bite of Stars, A Slug of Time, and Thou will delve deep into science fiction short stories of science fiction golden silver ages. The pulp and avant-garde writing of 1935 to 1965, more or less, has fallen out of public memory. But our hosts, Lotus Sessions, Mark Sinker, and their guests will return to this forgotten motherload once bedrock of the entire field. Eli will read evocative extracts, then quiz Mark and guests... Gotcha. On authors, styles, subtext, technique, value, changing fashions and meanings in backdrop, tech and alien and lure, and anything else that pops into their giant pulsating brain lobes. There will be spoilers! Hurrah! So we will announce the story in advance, and you can read if you like. Next week's story, episode one, extracts from John W. Campbell's 1983. 38. God, <laughs> oh, so well. Classic novella, Who Goes There? And the guest will be starry Sarah Clark, the hegemon and ambassadric tricks of the nibbling Pokemon cluster. <laughs> So what was what was the name of the show again? Slowly, a, sl- a bite of stars, a slug of time, and thou. And, and uh, where can we hear that? Um, on Tuesdays at Tuesdays 10 PM. at ten pm on Resonance FM one And um, just uh, once again, your your homework, dear listeners, is to read the short story available for free online. If you don't have the book. Um, who goes there by John W. Campbell? If you do have the book, you have to pay for it online. Yeah. Well, well, you bought it in a bookshop. Anyway, anyway, that's that's what's that is what is to come. This was what was. This was Freaky Trigger and Lollas of Pop. Last ever show. Um we're all a bit tearful. We're gonna go to the pub and enjoy it. We're going to leave you with Magnus saying Nork Maiden and then the, <laughs> the final ever midweek number one, which is uh Lethal Bizzle and Police on My Back. One of the things that Mighty Muscular Barbarian Warriors do is they have loads and loads of 
mucky. And Surely that them. gets in the way of slaying orcs and the like. Well, that's what they do afterwards. They come home and it's like, you know, you've, you've run the Honey, I've killed or, an orc. Or, or carried off an orc maiden. Well, probably not an orc maiden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe an orc maiden. 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 An Yo, Trinidad, yo, oh yeah. I used to be a criminal, top car dealer, be a competition at Mark Azarila, but quite frank, my cars were professional, ringed over exceptional, serial change, low book keys, all you need to worry about was the fees, well let's see, you can start from a bag, depending on what car you can pay 20 G's, look at these brand new X5 with keys, look at these Mercedes Benz with TV, look at these, both Astros, TTs, and if you can want, yeah, we can get these, best sellers were Puntos, don't be laughing when I say Puntos, applied the whole of Wolf and Stove with Puntos, they were cheap and cute and everyone could afford it, like, I had to pack that all in, obviously, because of the music, but like, one time I got chased by helicopters, police, police dogs. Like, I got away though, but, but, I listen to what happened though, look, look. So I'm in my punt hole, yeah, and I see the boy them in the rear view, and I'm thinking, shit, what am I gonna do? This car slow, so they're 1.2, so I jumped out when I saw moving somewhere random in Chinkford. Back then, yeah, I was a little Linford, but not ugly as Linford. Anyway, so I'm running, heart is pumping fast. Boom, 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 getting tired, they're catching my ass. Boom, boom, boom. Then I saw a back garden wall, I spent no lads about 20 foot tall, jumped over, I thought all was cool. That's when I heard the helicopter. Oh, shit. So I remember sitting in this garden, right? And like the helicopter's at the other side of the road. So I'm thinking like, right, if I don't make a move now, I'm gonna get caught. So I thought, nah, you know what, I gotta make a move. So I remember making a move like, trying to be quiet. Jumping over the fences, make sure I turn off my phone. Then I saw this shed, so I started running towards the shed, praying the door was open. I got into the shed, and I remember thinking to myself, Ah, oh, shit. Whoa. 